If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Men's Wear, and I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Men's Wear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On The Check-In, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's Wear was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't gotta be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Check-In. We are here and we are live and direct bringing you the greatest content from black men, direct from the mouths of our kings. And today we have the legend in, in gospel music, right? The From the legendary Nelson family, we've got my guy, my brother, Jonathan Nelson with us today. Jonathan, man, how you doing, sir? Man, Dre, it's so good to be here. So um, can you do me a favor? Can you just be my uh, introducer, my narrator before I go up to sing anytime? Anytime you go. And legendary. Okay, I'll take it all. Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am man. honored to be here, man. No, thank you, brother. And and I, I, I allow my guests to do their own introductions because I never want to fall short, right? So, Jonathan, man, finish this statement for me. Jonathan Nelson is... Jonathan Nelson is a son, a father, a husband, a worship leader, a musician, an artist. But and I'm a Nelson. I'm proud to be a Nelson. I'm proud to I'm my father's son. Amen. That's that legacy. That's that. That's that last oh, yeah. name. You know. Oh yeah. We play, oh yeah. We don't play for the for the name on the front. We play for the name on the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. Definitely, definitely got that right with the with the with the family, bro. So right. let's, let's start there. Let's start there, man. How? What was it like? Um, growing up, you know, in the Nelson household, I know music was a big thing for you, obviously at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. What was that like? And how did you know that you were supposed to be in music? Well, I don't know if I could say it this way. I don't know that I knew that I was supposed to be doing music. Um, I think that, at, uh, and you know, rock very well, you know, 
pastor's kids, we have to contend with so much that I think God, um, by default, blesses us with gifts of like administration, creativity, uh, musicianship, singing. Uh, one, because I feel like he equips us and adapts us uh, in, a, in a way so that we can be able to serve uh, in ministry with our parents. But I also think that he blesses us with these gifts, um, these perfect gifts that he sends from heaven. I think he gives it to us. This is just my opinion, because there's such um, contention and such um, it's it's a rough journey uh, and it's a lot of sacrifice. So in the midst of the sacrifice, God has blessed us with these gifts. So for me, I don't think that I um, went through life knowing that I was going to be an artist. You know, our, our our main goal in the Nelson family is about service and servanthood. Yes, sir. And I still carry that as a very serious part of my ministry, even to this day, that we must serve first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because you can't you can't have a ministry without drawing people to the love of Christ. Right. To the love of God. And you can't do that unless you're a servant, because the ultimate sacrifice, he was a servant. Of, of course, uh, right? Of, of, course. Yeah, of, right. of, of, of others. Um, and so to your point, you know, having, you know, putting that ministry hat on at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about is the service. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, uh, of course, you know, the, the Bible talks about um, those in the kingdom. It's a blessing to those who serve. They're the greatest in the kingdom. And I think that, uh, again, it's almost like an avalanche effect. You know, you're blessed with the gift. You're 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 honored to serve. Yeah. And you're blessed with the gift. And I think that it's an avalanche effect as it relates to these things tied together, merged, merged with your faith and merged with your craft and your gifting that God begins to open up doors and then the blessings begin to flow. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's a it's it's a great thing when you're in alignment. Right. It's a great oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is, you know. The beginning of the year, brand new year. One thing that that I've gone on is this initial this year start consecration, man. And when I tell you mm. that God is just speaking to me, to my team, to the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you typically start off a brand new year? What do you try to do to get you, you know, goal oriented, focused for the for the year? Anything special you do to kick off twenty twenty three? So first, let me just say. And forgive me for not using my, my manners that my father has taught me. Thank you for having me on your platform. No, and I love what you guys are doing, man, uh, as it relates to, especially as it relates to the black man and yes, um, uplifting um, and empowering and inspiring black men. So I, I must celebrate you. Thank you, sir. Uh, this year was a little bit different for me. Um, I, Back in the day, my father, we would at my dad's church, we would start every year with consecration. I didn't start with the consecration, but I was talking to a friend yesterday and said that I need to actually go on a consecration. We did begin this year at New Birth. Um, You know, I serve in Atlanta at New Birth uh, with Pastor Jamal Brown. We did begin with a revival. Um, And that is that has has been a centering point for me. I think that whenever you begin something it, it to me, it already sets the precedence of how something is going to the outcome, how something's going yeah. to turn out. And um, so for me, I always try to recalibrate. I always try to rethink and refocus. Um, what is this year going to be? And so this year I have 
we all set goals and and whatnot. Um, but I try not to be that person that sets goals that are not attainable. For, for sure, me, it's right. So, but for me, it's been about refocusing what is important to me. What yeah. do I want to get out of this life? And also. Um, really about emptying myself out. So it's time for new music. It's time for new songs. Okay. It's time to begin to mentor. And so okay. just kind of recentering those thoughts. How can I accomplish those? So that's how I'm beginning my 2023. Nah, I love that, man. I'm ready for the new music. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm okay. ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, so, um, and, and, and I, I, I too am a PK. And, really? and yeah, that, that I, ah, am. Nice. I love it. And, uh, one of the things that, you know, again, I, I've always learned from being around that, 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 that atmosphere is, um, God will give you gifts, but if you don't utilize them, God Uh-oh. will give them to someone else. Uh-oh. And, yes, and when I'm thinking about your gift in music, man, what, what, and, and, and two, right. So your gift is also, um, your profitability, right? When you think about music, you think about being in the music business, right? What's What's one of the things that you that you've learned about the industry over this time, bro? You what, twenty five years plus in the industry here? <laughs> okay, calm down. Yeah. Just calm, just calm down, just a little bit. Just, <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Backtrack about five plus. years. 20, yes, 20, 20. 20, 20 years plus in the industry, <laughs> yes. right? What's yes. What's one of the biggest lessons you've learned? Uh, in the music industry that good or bad has 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 helped you to develop as an artist um, uh, over all of these years. Can I if you allow me to answer that in three, three different tiers, if you will? Yes, sir. Um, I think one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is authenticity. Be who you are. Be who God has called you to be. Yeah. Say it the way God has given it to you. Right. Yeah. I think that also in this music business, one of the greatest lessons I've learned is that you have got to have relationships, networking. Yeah. I have I do more um, working. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, if you will, through relationships and networking, than I necessarily do from a song being on radio. Um, I haven't had a single on radio probably for about for about a year, uh, maybe a year and a half now. Um, but I'm still working, and yeah. that's because I have great relationships and I network. Um, I don't burn bridges; I build them. Yeah. Um, and then thirdly, I think that you have to make sure that you navigate in this music business with um, a team of people. For example, an attorney, um, your management, and then also some mentors, people that you can draw from, um, not necessarily emulate, but that you can draw information right. that you can be inspired by, that you um, that you that you can be submitted to. So someone that can tell you, you know what, that just wasn't a good decision. Um, you should probably go left. Don't go right. You know, yeah. um, those three things, I think, have been what has helped me to have longevity and relevance to this day after 20 years of being in the music business. Authenticity, networking, and a team. I mean, I, I Absolutely. think that, that and truthfully, you don't even necessarily have to be in the music business 
to leverage that for whatever you're trying to do, right? That's I'm, right. You know, me, one of the biggest things for me this year is being more true to Dallas, right? So I live mm. in Dallas, but my mission takes me all over the world. Yes. And, and I'm finding that some people don't even know that I'm here, right? That I'm from Like here. me, I didn't know that. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, and so, makes sense. And so um, uh, with that, it's really big for me because I love, you know, one of the things is like because I travel so often when I'm here, I'm just, I'm, I'm at the crib, me and wife and the boys. Like I'm just, you know, right, <laughs> right. I um, live that life. But But within that, like there are people here that don't get to feel my authenticity because – I, you know, I, I'm keeping it to myself because I'm like, oh, I'm doing so much here and there. And it's like, but you got to do that at home as well. Yes, sir. And then also with the networking, like that's a big thing for me is, again, having this Dallas footprint. Um, you got to get out there and, and network. Now, you don't got to be at everything. People listen. He didn't yeah. say he didn't say, you know, but those industry meetings. But you got to show up. You got to show up. Exactly. Exactly. So those things that are in your space, well, that's how you get recognized. That's how people know who you are because you're in the same room, but you got to put yourself in the rooms. And that building a team, man, you you mentioned my creative director, Rock, earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. One of the bit, I got this advice from designer uh, Rich Fresh about four years ago. I love him. He does amazing work. He does amazing work. And one yes, of the sir. things I was picking his brain um, and I asked him, I said, bro, well, how did you like, well, how did you go from this stage to here? Like rapidly? He said, mm-hmm. man, it was all about my team. I got people in positions that knew what they was doing that did that. I didn't know how to handle that. And, and, and that's what it was. And so for you to hit on that too, man, the authenticity, the networking and the building the team, y'all, that's that's a bar for you right there. And can I also say this? Yes, sir. Get ready to say, but this right here in this moment, it's not just a conversation. It's networking. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's stretching, it's stretching your paradigm. It's stretching your palate yeah. to, to learn about something else, to learn more about culture and learn about other people, which then it turns into other opportunities and other moments of work and whatnot. So I'm always, always a student and I'm always ready to network. Yeah, always being a student, right? You always got to learn something new. They say Absolutely. doctors who are the most skilled profession in the world, well, they go into practice, right? They don't, you know, they they don't they don't just you know uh 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 they're 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 called or their their business is called a practice, right? Because they're consistently yeah. learning. Well, shoot, if they learning and they already got that, I, I, why, why am I going to stop learning, right? I love I love that, bro. I love that. Now. From the to the family man aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Married children, bro. How important is it for you? We and we talked about the Nelson name, right? Mm-hmm. How important is it for you when you think about legacy to make sure that that they're proud of what you're doing? Well, okay. So I, I feel like the foundation of who we are and what it is that we do, and I you can you can look at any legacy family. It is the family is the foundation of it all. When you look at Dr. Martin Luther King and you see Dr. Bernice King still carrying on the legacy. Yeah. Um, What my father has established in ministry, um, I am a leg. I am a branch. I am a wing. Have you have you look at it? So when when you hear my name, you hear the representation of my dad. You hear him. You know what I mean? When you see me on stage, you see a piece of him. Yeah. So for me, th- that is the 
that is the beyond the word and beyond being saved, being a Nelson, but being a part of family, um, that brand, you, you just can't beat that. Yeah. Um, I am who I am because my wife supports me. My children support me. Um, I travel extensively, you know, and if I didn't have their support, it would be great failure, you know? Yeah. And to recognize that is a blessing, but to honor that and to keep that a part of your, your, um, your makeup is what will cause you to continue to have greater success and, and to push you further. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's staying true to who you are, right? Mm-hmm, Don't, mm-hmm. Uh, there's this thing and I, and I love how you mentioned like your wife and your kids support you that, cause that's for me too, man. If, if I mm-hmm. was out going and traveling the world and doing what I do for this mission, but I had no home, then I just be a you know I just be a nomad I just be going around and about and and oh, yeah. man when I come home and you know my wife checks in with me checks on me obviously we talk while I'm on the go right of course yeah but you know then my boys you know my sons they see me and like daddy how was it and we missed you and we love you and you know my wife just you know just consistently pouring into us I think as men it's really important that we feel loved right yeah, we try to be yeah. such hard hard natured people but. Too. We need love just like just like women do, I feel. You gotta reboot. You can't okay, so the Bible says what the what what doth it profit this King James Version, what doth it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Yes. If I could use that as an example, um when you when you go out, you give so much. When you yeah. come back in, you gotta hit the refresh reboot yep. button. Yep. And family helps you to put everything back into perspective. Yep. Yes, people have clapped for me. Yes, people have celebrated me. But but my daughter says, Dad. That's a dumb outfit. Like it just brings you <laughs> right, right, right. That, you look old or whatever. You know, what I'm saying? however they choose to say it, it brings it brings that little yeah. you know that that narcissistic high. Me. Yeah, right. It brings for it sure. all for the way. Sure. You you're for leveled sure. all the way. <laughs> yeah, you hit the refresh sure. button, and yeah. then it also it helps to recondition you and reconfigure you so that you can be ready to go back out. You know, you you've been replenished. When I get yeah. home. Um, so I'm my daughter's chauffeur. So when I go home, I pick her up, take her, take her to school in the morning. I pick her up from school. All right, where are we going next? Okay, such and such. It it puts you it puts you right back and it recenters you so that yeah. you won't be too um, lifted up in pride. That you will remain uh, yeah. with the heart of a servant, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know to your point, they'd be the quickest ones to check you. Always. Uh, <laughs> you, think, you think you're fresh and you're like, yeah. oh, I, got my, I got my, I got my fedora on. I got my cap yeah. on. They're like, dad, that is, that's like whack. I don't know if you know that or not, but right. I just want you to know. <laughs> uh, we need, and to your point, we need that. We need that. Um, because I think that that's one of the things that keeps us, again, that comes back to that alignment. Cause if we get too far off thinking of mm-hmm. thinking too highly of ourselves, one of the, one of the, one of the, the Bible stories I love, and a lot of people don't really don't really um, uh, talk about it much. King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Ooh, yes, it sir. gets to the point, and, and a lot of times people ask me about my humility and what I'm doing, and I say, well, because I don't want to have a Nebuchadnezzar moment, right? Where I'm looking out over the kingdom and saying, look what I did, look what mm-hmm. I built, and it gets snatched, taken away. No, that's not. That's not. In a, yeah, in a moment, it'll all be gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good person. I didn't even, I never thought about that. Like, Man, and, and and like that was that for me, it really comes down. That's kind of what my family does. They keep me in line so that I don't get that ego, that big head. 
because I I ain't do none of this. You know what I mean? None, nothing of nothing of what we're putting out. Nothing of of the content, the relationships, the branding that we're doing was a thought of mine. You know, God right. gave me all of this. Right. And 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 how quickly our, our family, our wife, and our kids will check us and make us remember you ain't snot. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're not so, impressed. And I'm yeah. okay with them not being impressed. Again, right. you know, life is about, you know, the, the tipping the scale and balancing the scale. Yeah. And family is a balancer for me. When you got to yeah. come back and deal with the reality of life, you yeah. know, family helps you to bring that thing to balance. For sure. For sure. Now, thinking about your career again, right? It's take, taking us mm-hmm. back down this musical journey, man. Uh, as a part. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Part of the, again, a part of the industry, right? What's one obstacle, what's one obstacle that you had to overcome that you know now contributed to where you are today? So... One of the obstacles is being green, being uninformed, being okay. Okay. Um, technically ignorant, you know, yeah. being uh, uneducated, you know, green. I'm saying all these words because those decisions that I made when I was green, it gave me the strength, you know, and mm. the Bible says in your in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Right. Mm. So. In the weakest moments, I learned my most valuable lessons. I made bad business decisions, um, uh, which affected, you know, the full outcome of money. It affected the outcome of how a record could turn out because you're so excited and so, um, I I don't know, being hasty to get it done. And and then you, you cut corners and, you know, so all of those things, cutting corners and, getting a bad mix and trying to, trying to do the cheaper version and just not being educated. That has made me um, who I am as it relates to now I'm a stickler to um, professionalism, making sure that you read the dotted lines, making sure you have a person like an attorney, Yeah, things that you may not understand. If it's jargon that you don't understand, you have a person that can help you figure it out so that you can make wise decisions and my wise choices futuristically. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's that wisdom. Right. Um, And it's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And uh, I was having a conversation with my pastor uh, this week. He actually he actually joined us, uh, joined us in virtually for our our um, team retreat, our our black men's were planning retreat. Uh, My pastor is Nathaniel Green out here in Dallas. And and he said, yeah. Yeah, look, Nate got that fire, man. I love, yes, I does. love, I love, I love my pastor. He comes from, things, he comes from great lineage. Yeah, what we what we like to say, he comes from good stock. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He comes from good stock. Good stock. Um, my, he, he, what he told us was, and as you as you mentioned that, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is just knowing stuff. Wisdom is how you're applying it to Apply your it. life. Right. Yes, and that's one of those things that again. Is is as I'm learning and I'm developing. It's like it's it's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to understand why you know it, and that's where that wisdom comes in. So as you said, over these times and in, in business, 
knowing things and taking things in and having experiences, but it's mm-hmm. only the wise that then leverage those experiences. So that way they get smarter. They get the person on the team. They, they know not to cut that corner this time because you did it last time and it didn't come out the way that you want. And now you got to do it all over again when you could have done it right the first time. Right. So I definitely appreciate you sharing that, uh, um, that perspective also, of, of that. I want to say this, if you will, I think it's a whole lot of smart dummies if you will. Yeah. And, yeah. and I say that, um, I hope no one is offended, but it's a whole lot of people that have information. Like the one thing about this Gen Z and, um, and, and the younger version of millennials, yep. they read, they have information, but having that information, even and in, in reading it and not fully comprehending it, but also reading it and not knowing how to apply it when to apply it or where yeah. to apply it. Yeah. That's how you become like a smart dummy because you got all this information. You think I just I know it all. But if you For don't sure. to apply it and if you don't have even people that can help you hash out whatever has been placed on the inside of you, it's of no good. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm going to make sure that I'm in a place and again, surround my, myself around people that if I don't have it, if I don't know it, I want to be around somebody that has knowledge and wisdom and teach me how to get knowledge and then apply wisdom. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. And and that, that leads me to a question that I'll ask you is uh, in the industry, man, did you have any any mentors, anybody Absolutely. who was that person? Because one thing and, and for anybody out there that's trying to get a mentor, you got to understand that a mentorship relationship is not a one way street. So don't you just expect this mentor to just reach out to you at all times and give you everything. It is a two way street. You need to check you in. Reach out to them. You need That's to reach right. out to them because they're, yes, sir. they ha- they technically have no obligation to reach back out to you. That's you're the it. one that's trying to seek what they have. Right. So Jonathan, you know, thinking about some of your mentors in the industry, how important was it to have mentors along the way? So, I am who I am and I have accomplished what I've accomplished, of course, with the help of the Lord. But with my greatest mentor is Donald Lawrence. I tell everybody okay. it's not a secret. Okay. okay. Um, he is a gospel icon and legend. Yeah. He was that when I met him. And for 20 years, he has helped me to guide um, and navigate through my career, but also in, in some life moments, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, have you ever been faced with this? Hey, I've never been faced with that, but I can help you with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, He has helped me to be armed with um, my attorney who I still work with right now, 20 years later, because he helped to to introduce me to her. He didn't just introduce me to her. He also introduced me to record and industry execs. He told me a long time ago, I wrote the song healed that Donald performs. um, And, uh, that song really opened up a lot of doors for me in my life. And he told me, he said, um, record execs and people of, of high caliber, they're going to want to know who you are because you're a songwriter. And so most of my relationships before I started building artist relationships, four different record labels were calling me and the execs from the record labels were reaching out to me because Donald helped me to navigate how to have those conversations. But he yeah. also helped to navigate my life and my career. Yeah. And so to this day, he is still a very valuable part, not just for me, but for so many others, you know, and then my pastor, Jamal Harrison Bryant, you know, he is middle a name. pastor, right? <laughs> yeah, middle, middle <laughs> that's, name. That's, that's, that's the way everybody knows Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant, but he has helped me. Um, so pastor, he teaches in a different kind of way. So his, his pastoring and mentoring for me, I've been, I've been knowing him since I was in middle school. Right. Okay. So we have a great connection. So, and and then like 
20 years of working in, in ministry together. Yeah. Um, I've, I've learned so much, but his mentoring is not all about, Hey, Jonathan, I would do this. I would do that. What he does is lessons that you're catching yeah. as you're going. Yeah. And so he'll allow you to make a mistake and he'll, he'll give you critique and it ain't always constructive, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it helps you to build. And so you're able to gain wings and then you start watching him. And you start watching how he can navigate a room. You start mm-hmm. watching how he navigates conversations and business de- decisions and business deals. And you like, and then you start understanding. Oh, I got it. You're equipping me. It's like wax on, wax off. You right, know that right. you're learning the, the, the lesson, right. but right. you're learning a lesson while you're with him. But those two have been very uh, strategic and very powerful in my life. Now, shout out Donald Lawrence and shout out uh, Dr. Jamal Harrison Bryant. Speaking of That's Jamal. Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so uh, Jamal is my guy, man. Like he's 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 good people, man. We have we have a pretty good relationship. Uh, And he came out a few weeks ago on Uh social media. Now I I understood exactly what he was talking about. Of course, but he came out and he was talking about man, shoot. if they trying to grow weed, why can't the church grow weed? If I'm helping people understand how to start a business, how to cultivate uh, 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 plants, right? They're learning uh, uh, agriculture, but they're also learning business. If it's something mm-hmm. that people going to do, they're going to do it. And I think as you talked about those lessons, I think that's one thing that he was trying to hit on. What, what you what you think about his statement like the church should grow weed, too, if it's if it's legal? So you have to know him to know what that conversation was right for sure um, yep. um sometimes he'll he, he will even say things that will just draw clickbait you know yep. um but at the end of the day he means and he meant no harm right. you just got to right. know him to know that and i think he is one of the most misjudged people people always say you always come to his defense he's my pastor he's my friend yeah but he always he is also a misjudged person and he is one of the brightest Mm-hmm. highest IQ people that exist in my world, but in this world, he is one of the smartest men that I've ever met. Yeah. He is, he does not mince words. He knew exactly, you know, what he was saying and whatnot. I think at, at the end of the day, um, he really wants to promote, um, he wants to promote the um, progression, if you will, yeah. of our people. We have been right. so oppressed yeah. Um, not not to even deviate, like you know, in Florida they are taking away the African Americans. Yeah, man. AP, yeah. Like, which is crazy. Not to go into political things, but you know, but he he is a man of our people. He's a yeah. man for our people, and so a lot of what he says and does, it really is about the progression and the upscale and the upkeep and the and the pushing the agenda forward as it relates to African-Americans. And so I think sometimes people, they, they love the clickbait and, and bring them on down, but we yeah. know that he was really trying to, that was something about bringing our people up. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And shoot, honestly, it made all kind of sense to me because I'm like, well, shoot, again, if if it's going to get sold and it's going to get grown 
And if I can help to attract people, because we think about the ministry is getting people where they are. So if mm-hmm. I can help attract people because, hey, let me show you how to do this in a legal format, legal manner, make money. Now, don't forget to tithe back to the church, right? <laughs> if I if I could do this. But I, I understood what he was saying to your point of the progressive nature of us as a people. <clears throat> uh, also, the progressive nature of the church, right? And not mm-hmm. saying that I don't say progressive nature of the church to say, because, uh, again, my pastor talks about this all the time. God loves everybody and the church is for everybody, but the church is not to um, lose focus on what God called to do. Right. So we do progress, but we can't progress away from the word. Um, But I I did understand that. But to your point, some people just like to to go all uh, out uh, on on, uh, on, on hitting Jamal in the head. But right. The other thing is you can understand it, but if you don't agree, you just don't you just don't agree. Agree. Yeah, right. For sure. No, I, I don't know that it has to, you know, again, he's another, another reason why I respect him. So is because he has this innate ability to keep going. Yeah. And this innate ability to bounce back after yeah. so many yeah. different yeah. Uh, things and, and being misunderstood, but he just still plows and presses right. forward. So that right. is inspirational enough to me. So regardless Absolutely. of, we may have a difference even on of, of that as relates to his stance, my stance, we may have a difference, but that does right. not change the fact that I am under his leadership and God yes. and I still truly highly yes. honor and respect him. I mean, I have been blessed tremendously by him and yes. I just wish that people would kind of like look at that. He, he has blessed the community in so many ways. I don't even know if you know this or not, but we have fed it since the pandemic began. Yep. We have fed yeah. a million people. Wow. In wow. Atlanta. You know what I'm wow. saying? So it's like people, people like you want to talk about that, but yeah. talk about what he has done and how he Absolutely. has given money to students at Bethune, Bethune Cookman and Morris Brown College. And yeah. the list goes on of how people, yeah. people in the Bahamas and, and no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I again, I, I, I really do like Jamal. Um, of course. And he, one of the things, so he was one of our guests on Dapper Conversations in Atlanta. And yeah. one of the things that he said that we really appreciated was, so we asked him and said, when did you find out about black menswear? He said, man, I saw y'all these fancy suits. He said, uh, he said, the first time I saw y'all was in DC and he was yeah. like, why ain't nobody call me? <laughs> and then, and right, then he right. was like, but one thing that I love about what you guys are doing, he said, man, y'all are getting brothers together all over the world. He said, That's man, right. I can't get, and you're getting them dressed up. That's he right. Said, That's right. He said, you get them dressed up and you get them to come to show up in the morning. No women, no food. Same agenda, no same agenda, mental agenda. Yes, too. yes. No, you know, y- y'all ain't enticing them to get there because, you know, the women there, the drinks there, the food there. He said, y'all just get them to come. He said, man, I love y'all because I'm trying to figure out how to do that at the church. He said, I can't get men to come. <laughs> but it, it was it was it was just his uh his way of saying, like, you know, his kudos to us as an organization for what we're right. doing. I'm going to ask you the same same question, Jonathan. Like, when did you when did you find out about, you know, this whole black menswear movement? And what is it what does it mean to you? Right. To to be a part of this movement, officially a part of this movement. But what is what is that? What does that mean to you? So um, I, I, I found out about you guys. I can't remember when you guys because I'm 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 on IG and, and social media. Um, and so the same thing that was enticing is you see all of these men and you see all of these men in different color suits, shirts and ties dressed from head to toe. And they look like me. Yeah. 
Yeah. They don't just look like me as it relates to age. They look like me as it relates to my culture. But yeah. then you have all of these different age groups. So you're appealing to older and younger. So that was yeah. that was um, what caught my eye, my attention. Um, and what was the second part of the question? I'm sorry. Say um, 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 what does it mean to you, this movement, yeah. right, to be a part of it? So for me, I, I okay, you know, I, I don't, I'm going to get in trouble by saying this, but, you know, some people are blackity black, right? And yeah. I love the fact that I get to be me. Yeah. Yeah. That I yeah. can be pulled pulled up and I get to be an upscale version and I don't have to look like anybody else. Yeah. I can look like me, but I can also express myself through style and through clothes. And then it also changes the narrative how people perceive African American men. We are yeah. not strung out on drugs. Yeah. We are we we are not um walking around with our pants down. We are we are educated. We yeah. we we can conjugate a verb. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think right. that this brand it it changes the narrative of how an African American man is perceived across the 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 globe as it relates to stereotypes, you know, yeah, and yeah. I love that. So I, that affects me, and I want to be a part of it. I want to help the brand grow, and I'm excited. Nah, brother, I appreciate you, man, and just your genuineness. Is that the right word? Genuineness. Genuine. You can say genuine. Uh, genuine. Just genuineness. how genuine. Uh, genuineness. Now that is yeah. made up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me say. Let me say it even clearer. Just how genuine you are. I appreciate. I value that. Yes, um, because again, we're we're all we want to do is change the narrative and we focus, you know, to your point, it makes you feel like we're speaking and we're calling you out because we want to change the narrative internally, right? If guys can see themselves and maybe they've never seen themselves visually like that before, but you know, President Obama has made it to where black boys can see themselves in the office of president. Of course. And And so that representation that we're trying to, curate for our community will help some that have never seen themselves like that. And I had a conversation with my buddy this morning um, uh, um, and, he, you know, we're talking about, man, some, a lot of times when we, when we have conversations with, with some of our brothers, it's like, oh, you got a suit on, you go on to court, somebody died. And that's just the, the unfortunate reality of that is we've allowed this consistent barrage of negative imagery to make mm-hmm. that the standard. So when we come with these suits, it's like, oh, y'all different. But mm-hmm. it's in, 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 in a, and I say that from a space of sometimes it's negatively perceived like, oh, y'all different. Like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't right. Out and and that's, from. that's internally from our community, unfortunately. Yes. Yes. And the, the but the bad you part about it is it didn't, it didn't come from anywhere. It's the system that has been designed is doing its job to keep yes, us in a subservient position and so when we come with this level of uh, of kingship, when we come with this level of leadership, well, now we're changing the minds of, dang, I ain't got to be a servant. I can be the owner. Right. I can be the oh, leader yeah. in those cases. And that's really, you know, again, really what we're doing. And so it's great to hear. Right. I love how you said, like. I see myself in there and now I got to do my part in taking this movement forward. So, again, I appreciate you you voicing that aspect of it. You know, if I if I could say it this way, you know, OK, so I know I got my cap on today. I'm going to get myself together y'all later on. <laughs> uh, but when I when I travel. 
when I'm dressed a certain way, it's like you belong here. And it, it shouldn't be the case. It sh- that shouldn't be the case. True. But it is, unfortunately. True. Yeah. You know, yeah. so as I'm boarding, a, I, it happened today. I'm boarding an airplane. And today I was in sweatsuits, of course, with a cat and a sweatsuit and cat. And the the look of the people behind me and beside me is like, oh, well, he's not in first class. Oh, he's in the, he's in the lower tier. Yeah. They didn't say it, but it's the energy of course. that you feel. Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah. I'm dressed differently, I, it's always a conversation. Now, I don't like this part of it when I'm dressed up. Well, where are you going? Well, why are you dressed up like this? Yeah. It doesn't matter. This is just how I feel today. I right. feel like putting on the suit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But the fact is that people do treat you differently, even when you go in stores, restaurants, yeah. and so many other places, when you're dressed well and you're clean and you and, and, and you have a countenance like right. I like how I feel right. being dressed this way. Right. Now, you know I mean, shoot, you, you see me in the airport. You know how I'm moving through. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, you, that's how I knew who you were at the airport. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know your name. I'm like, black men's wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, brother, man, I, I, I appreciate again, uh, Jonathan, man. I, I appreciate your time today. Last Thank last you. question I want to ask okay. you. Right. Um, how do you. What do you think we can continue to do collectively as the number one thing to continue to move our community and our culture forward? Right. What do you think is the one thing we never forget this? Right. Always do this. What what would what would that be for you to keep moving us collectively forward? Collectively forward. I think that we have to lay aside our egos and that we have to build together with the spirit of unity. It's just unfortunate. You know, um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, originally, and people talk about the crab mentality. You know, crab is our is a delicacy there. And, you know, where one is coming up and it pulls the other one down. I really wish that we would really get into a unified mindset that there is enough for everybody. There's an audience for you. There's an audience for me. There's somebody that I'm supposed to affect. There's somebody that you're supposed to affect. But when we do it together, it's that much more impactful. I think that in our community and just in life, if we would learn that tool to not be uh, jealous or not be um, uh, uh, condescending of what others may seem to have, what we don't have, if we can like really break down those walls, I think that we can really forge ahead and be a strong entity and really affect the world and change the world. Honestly, Man, I love that brother. I really love that. Um, put aside our differences, right? We all different. Yes, sir. We're, 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 if we were all the same, then what fun would that be? Right. And so people make the yeah. world go round, right? Exactly. So we got to, we have to embrace those differences because again, too, that's, other people are embracing our differences from outside. That's how they make a lot of money off our culture. So if we can embrace our differences internally. We will be much further down the line, bro. I really, really appreciate that, Jonathan. Now, so the Thank people, you. the people that are listening in, man, how can they, how can they follow you? Where can they find you? So you can follow me, uh, Jonathan Nelson Music, uh, on um, Facebook as well as IG. And then on Twitter, you can follow me at Nelson Jonathan. I'm waiting to, to change that to Jonathan Nelson Music. Uh, my website is JonathanNelson.us. JonathanNelson.us. Man, my guy, bro, I appreciate you. Um, any 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 last words you got? Any shout outs you want to do here towards the end? Well, again, to you and Rock, thank you so much for this opportunity. 
Um, thank you guys for being so kind. And uh, I am excited about your platform. I'm excited about what you guys thank are doing. You. Thank you. And I really do pray that it really infiltrates not just the marketplace, but infiltrates our hearts. And I do hope that it becomes a thing to thing, you know, yeah. Yeah. black menswear, but, but what it is that you're doing, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I pray that generations to come will be inspired because of just seeing a picture of someone who looks like them being dressed up and conducting themselves in a way that is proper, you know? So I, I love it and I'm excited about it. I'm glad to be a part. Nah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, again, this has been another episode of the check-in with black men's wear. Go ahead and share this. You got to send this to somebody else. Somebody needs to hear the last 40 minutes that you just heard and how it can impact their lives, getting themselves together, uh, um, making sure that they're putting themselves in positions, networking, uh, um, tapping in and getting with the right people, building that team for those that are in that space that need to leverage other people to get them to where they want to go. Make sure you're building the right team um, and and knowing that your family going to check you every now and then because they, they're not going to let you get the ego and the big head, but, but family is legacy, right? And so being able to focus on that. Uh, again, like it, subscribe it, share it. Uh, again, Jonathan, we appreciate you today, my Thank brother. You. And Thank y'all you, stay blessed and stay good out there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.